starting a new week here. Uh, continuation of what we talked about last week. Let's go back to the conversation about wheat. We Right now, we couldn't be any more right. It's nice. For now. Because <laughs> we know that that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be right by the end of the week or by the end of the month or whatever it is. So um, the double top on the uh, on the KC from last week and 2008, uh, the double top from the high made immediately after the uh, start of the Russian war or Russian-Ukraine war uh, to the high last week for Chicago wheat. Um, and we've we've basically been sell, selling it off ever since. Um, where do we go? I mean, is that, this isn't this isn't the end. It's not going to go straight to eight dollars, nine dollars. Is there going to be some maybe another run back near the highs or something? How do you know it's not going to go right back? I don't. To that's the problem. No one knows. <laughs> well, as of today, you did go down and you went retested the original breakout point and you held it pretty well so really how we see ourselves working off of that whether or not you see a bull trap come in the mix whether or not you see more bullish information more than what we already have come to the table and show some life uh, is going to be the next big question because right now from a technical standpoint you went back to support held it very well and you could be using that as an easy buy and looking at your risk well, with the with the bull trap uh, situation, I mean, we rebound. Let's say we rebound back up to twelve. I don't know, twelve thirty, twelve forty on the uh, on the July contract for Chicago. That's a pretty substantial move. You know, that's a that's an eighty or ninety cent move. Would that still be considered a bull trap, or is that just a is that a, a retracement? Yeah, I mean to both. Okay, all right. At this point, I mean, yes, that's a, that's a big move most years, but it's also just recouping what we've taken off in just the last couple sessions. Yeah. Okay. And so, as the wheat has gone, uh, we've pulled the uh, the corn off its highs from last week. Uh, corn topped out. Last week at contract highs for December at seven sixty six. This morning, or maybe it was early this afternoon, we hit uh, a low of uh, seven fourteen, seven fifteen. So roughly fifty cents in about five or six sessions, four or five sessions. Um, you pointed something out to me that I, I think needs some explanation to our uh, to our listeners is the potential for a diamond top. Can you explain that, uh, what that, obviously we don't have uh, uh, visual aids here, but can you explain that uh, and what the significance of it is? Sure. So if you look at my hands, <laughs> no, but what you see is you like to see two triangles, both more symmetrical and basically you're buttoning them together. First triangle, you want to see more of that expanding movement where you're breaking highs, breaking lows, breaking highs again, breaking lows again, breaking highs. Now on the other side of it, you want to see it contract and you want to see it Make lows, make lower highs, make higher lows, make lower highs, and then see that eventual breakout. So that's what we're looking for right now is with today's price action, you went down to 714 and a quarter. First go around, you went down to 714 and a half. 
and that's excluding the, the middle part of it, which was lower than both of those. But you went very identical low to beforehand, and liking that more mirror image on either side, looking for this now to work its way higher towards some of those recent highs we had before that last contract high, and seeing that contractionary phase coming into play. So if you're if you're producers sitting out there looking at the market 50 cents off its highs from just last week. It's not time to necessarily panic, but it is time to maybe start looking at your marketing plans. Yeah, I'd say it's time to start looking at your marketing plans because now we're caught we're extremely close to the planting pace to our five-year average. We caught up tremendously. You got places that are getting rains. You got places that are still cold, but in the grand scheme of things, for the most part, it's looking very good for planting season. It's going to be difficult after all the rains we just got in a lot of areas to make a case for a drought, especially large spanning drought. And you can definitely make the case for, well, North Dakota is overly wet, but they were overly dry last year and it didn't really pull the core market up. And also in 2019, they were overly wet, which again, did not pull the core market up for the entirety of the year. So it's something that we got to look at here and see that a majority of the country right now is something that is looking pretty good. So yeah, definitely nationwide. Yeah. So you definitely have to gauge your, your crop where you're located. If you are in North Dakota, don't go out and sell stuff that you don't know with, whether or not you're going to be able to actually produce. Right. But know where your risk is lying and know what can very well be happening based off of the rest of the country and get away from some of that backyarditis. Right. Well, and, and last uh, uh, Thursday, NOAA released their three-month outlook. And, you know, even though the previous one was May, June, July, uh, this one being June, June, July, and August, the drought or the dryness and heat that we saw in that previous outlook is not as severe as it was before. So there is still that potential. Yes, we could have a drier bias, but it could be just like last year where, you know, we have a drier bias in and still produce a crop. I mean, you get it. We proved it last year just in our own area is that, uh, three-tenths of, of an inch of rain at the right exact time can hold you over, can get you from one phase to the next. And I think that's that's kind of the key. And I'm not necessarily turning bearish by any means. It just is feeling like all of the bluster and, and you know, just like in the past when we've bet on, on droughts, we don't necessarily see those droughts that we, that we thought we were going to see. So, I mean, 2012... You know, yeah, we got hammered by it, but there have been other years where we've been looking for it. I think 2000, uh, 2015 might have been one of those. 2016 might have been one of those. But, you know, I mean, every time we have these weather issues, whether it's too hot, too dry, too wet, you name it, we've done better, that way better than everybody gave it credit for. And that's, I think that's going to be the key this year is, yeah, we're going to have some areas that are that are hurt, but I don't think it's overall going to be a, a failure by any means. No, yeah, especially with the subsoil being able to come in and replenish early season, that's going to help out tremendously. You do definitely have problems as you get more south, you get to Texas, you get into Kansas. There's 
still issues down there, but looking at the full picture, knowing that corn is a crop that's grown a large location over the U.S., it's it's something that it's going to make a very difficult case for the large part of it to be an issue. Yeah. Now let's talk beans because beans are are interesting because you know much like with lower corn acres, uh, you should have a, a bull case. You should have a bull case. Beans with more acres feel like they have they have a very strong bear case, but what you've seen over the last week or or two is this bull spreading in that market that seems to defy gravity again. We're you know we made we made a huge move up back up to seventeen twenty I think from where were we sixteen forty something like that we made an eighty cent move over the course of like. 10 days and then it's or maybe it was down at $16 it was somewhere but we had a we had a big move and then all of a sudden we sold off yesterday uh in one day we saw bear spreading and then all of a sudden it came back to bull spreading again today and we see that July contract uh, break out to the upside what do we what's our thoughts here I mean is it is it all demand driven do is there potential for sales coming from China, or what, what are we driving on right now? I think there's a few things coming into play, and it's never, obviously never one thing at all times, but I think it has a lot to do with the fact of you've been having winding of spreads between corn beans, wheat beans, you've been seeing a lot of those feed type of spreads come into the mix, and, and on top of it, you've also had the bean spread that's been interacting because you've had such a tight vegetable oil market for so long, and then on top of that, you have, uh, I mean, pick a story. There's plenty of them out there, but you have all these different stories that are intertwining. And while you have wheat falling on a bed, you've been seeing beans rise. And it looks like you've been unwinding spreads there. And then you're also unwinding spreads between the bean oil, the bean meal, and the beans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those both helped buoy this market higher. And then there's also been rumors of further old crop sales to China. And then you have India's story about how they're looking to cut taxes on soybeans and soy oil to try and help out with getting product and keeping prices lower. So all these are just kind of combined at the same time to help buoy this, but in the grand scheme of things, you really just have a very large sideways market right now. So, I mean, yesterday bean meal puts in a, an outside day down. Um, is that Was that a red flag? Uh, we're really not going to be able to give a definite answer until really we see probably Wednesday's and Thursday's movement. If we see Wednesday reject that because Tuesday's upwards movement uh, definitely helped support it, but if we can see that reject once again and get another lower low three days in a row, that helps with the idea of being meals starting to work its way lower again. Sure. We have um, we have a lot of uh, um, macroeconomic uh, conversations uh, coming up. Um not necessarily between you and I. I'm sure we'll talk about it, but um, in general, we've got the uh, quarter one GDP data coming out on Thursday. Um, potential for a technical recession, I guess you could say, um, if we see negative growth. Um, we've got the next uh, inflation number in a couple of weeks. We've got the next FOMC meeting coming up in the next uh, uh, few weeks. It just seems like 
we're hearing a lot of conversations from other countries as well, talking about rates and inflation and all that stuff. I mean, you saw yesterday Lagrange was uh, was talking, or Lagarde, or whatever the heck. Lagrange, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> talking about uh, talking about uh, the EU's uh, issues and and rates and and all that, and it's it. Looked like it uh, it caused a sell off in the dollar, and you saw the euro uh, bounce uh, on it. Um, so there's there's a lot of tipping points that are coming up. I mean, recession is going to be a very hot button issue, and you already have you know uh, Yellen, Biden, and uh, Powell saying no, we don't we don't believe that we're in recession. We don't believe that we're going to see a recession. We feel like we're, we still have that ability for a soft landing. What's your take on all this? Uh, I'd like to just refer back to their comments about how they had inflation under control. <laughs> Last year when <laughs> inflation was transitory. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I keep saying this, I keep going back to it, but you know, a lot of the, the, a lot of the comments that are made by these you know, by these people that are in in charge, whether it's President Biden, Yellen, Lagarde, uh, Powell, whoever, a lot of them have part of their job or part of their situation is to kind of keep everybody calm. You know, keep keep any, keep everybody from having this panic where they have to. They feel like they need to move their money to the sideline, or they feel like they need to be concerned about food security or job security or anything like that. And it's like, boy, I just wish they'd tell us the truth for once. Not necessarily the truth, but just give it to us straight, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah, because you, I mean, you don't really have to look that far to get the numbers to come up to your own conclusion, but at the same time, yeah, I feel like. Most well, I know most people don't look at all the numbers. Most people aren't doing all the analysis of it all. So it would be nice if they allowed people to more so decide for themselves if they need to bulk up their savings or if they need to do X, Y, and Z besides just saying, oh, no, we're good. You're good. Yeah. Just go back to things as normal and we'll handle it over here. Don't pay attention to don't pay attention to that door that's on fire. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had the, you know, I, I don't know if you want to call it a mini recession, whatever you want to call it with, uh, with COVID and all that, um, the, the quarantines and, and uh, you know, all, the, all of those issues. And, and we saw a massive economic downturn globally. And then it came storming back and, and, you know, we saw highs that we had never seen before, but now we're kind of trending back down again. And, you know, does it get ugly? Do we see the the stock market, the Dow hit, you know, twenty five thousand, hit twenty thousand again? I mean, it's been a while since we've been there. It's been two years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's there is there is a, a lot of concern there. I mean, what are we? So we're hovering around thirty one, thirty two thousand now. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, all right, so we'll leave that be. We do uh, obviously have a uh, holiday uh, next week, so Memorial Day uh, is on Monday. We will be, um, I think maybe we'll push our uh, our recording back one day next week so that they can do the uh, snapshot uh, on uh, on Tuesday. Who knows? We'll see. We're 
kind of the wild cards. We can just do it whenever. Um, and then uh, following that, uh, we have a USDA report that we'll be getting ready for. And we have a new holiday uh, coming up in uh, in a few weeks as well. Uh, June, what is it, Juneteenth? Something yes, like sir. that. Uh, that is June 20th. That is when that will be observed. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on. The, the tough part about this is, you know, the old axiom about three-day weekends when it comes to uh, to markets. Do we see some sort of a shift either going into this three-day weekend or the next one? That could be the, uh, the, the thing to be watching. I'm telling you what, I am excited for that next one. You got a shortened week with July option expiration that Friday. Yeah, nothing, nothing could go wrong on that. <laughs> Not at all. So yeah, a lot to uh, a lot to be watching coming up here. Expect wild volatility to continue. If you guys ever have any questions, please give us a call eight hundred two market. That's eight hundred two six two seven five three eight. But today for Market Talk, this is Mike Lung, Greg McBride. Signing off. Thanks everyone.